Amen. Good to see you all. Uh, as they said, I've been coming here 25 years. Uh, the school takes up a, a donation for us to feed the homeless, and it's very, very much appreciated. I, too, was homeless some years ago. Uh, I got saved uh, before I got to um, EBRM. But when I got there, I went into the program anyway. And I went through for a year. After that year, I, I went on staff. And now I'm the director. Just talking to the pastor. I can't remember how long I've been the director now. But it's been a while. Five years, ten years. I, I'm not sure. But anyway. The first time I went to the mission, I decided I was going to stay there for 60 days. Well, I'm still there. So, so much for man's plans, right? I'm going to sing a song called, Lord, I Need You. <coughs> Lord, you are 
my song Although I'm prone to wander And boast in all I do Lord, keep my eyes turned upward So I depend on you Lord, I need you. When the sea of life is calm, oh Lord, I need you. When the wind is blowing strong, whether trials come or cease, Keep me always on my knees, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you. Whether trials come or cease, keep me always on my knees, Lord, I need you, Lord, I need you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Robert. Woo! I love his voice. I'm thinking about starting a podcast, and uh, we're going to call it Sid, and i got to have a name for you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, cool name. Not that your name's not cool, but Sid's a cool name. I'm just thinking, with his voice, we'll be like, a, I'm thinking we'll just do ESPN, it'll be a sports thing, because you know a lot about sports, right? A little bit? Well, we'll teach you. And uh, I'm going to be on TV all around the world and uh, doing a podcast with that voice. I love his voice. When I call people on the phone, they think it's a lady. Hello. I go, yes, ma'am, can we help you? I want, you know what? I'm going to slap you. If you were here with me, I'd slap you. So when I call people on the phone, I, hello. Yeah. This is Sid. Not Sidney. Sid. And uh, I love that voice. What a man. A man of God, just think about that, living with the homeless. Now, he lives in the same building. He's got, they got a nice place for him made there in a couple rooms, but living on Skid Row for 25 years, you walk out of his house onto the street. There's tents all up and down the street, homeless people living there. That's where he lives when he goes out to go places for 25 years. You know, he's been helping people. Helping people are really, they're kind of on their last hope. Really, they have no hope. They got to find it. They got to find Jesus. They found out that the bottle doesn't do it. The drugs don't do it. You know, you do drugs too long and you drink too long and people don't want to be around you. So you're homeless. And uh, I'm just so proud of you, Robert. Twenty. You're the heroes. Those are the heroes of the of Los Angeles, people helping people who really nobody wants to help. 
you know, you avoid them sometimes when you're at, they're hanging out at Walgreens or something, you know. Um, because you don't, you're kind of afraid. Is this person going to accost me or something? Or, and, uh, but they're human beings. They need God. They need Jesus. They need love. Who's going to love them? Here's a man that loves them. And so what he does... He represents us as a church. We've been supporting him. This church was supporting him before I became the pastor here 18 years ago. Supports the mission. I don't think we support you personally. But today, we're going to take up a love offering for him. The offering plates are in the back. You can just put on there for Brother Robert. And uh, we'll take up a love offering for him for 25 years. And... Uh, It would be nice to give him a nice love offering to help him and uh, as he moves on with his life and just serving God down on Skid Row. Skid Row is one of the most famous places in the whole world. Not for the right reason, though. And uh, California is known for homeless people. And um, we have one of the... Not that he would want us to brag on him, but he's one of the stars just shining for Jesus. Light. He's a light. By the way, we're all lights wherever we go. We, get, we're, we light the room with the love of God because the love of God lives in our hearts. Jesus lives in your heart. You are Jesus's. You're Jesus's voice. You see, Jesus came to earth. He was God in the flesh. What's God light? Look at Jesus' life. And so Jesus lived the perfect life, was crucified for our sins. He died on the cross the third day. He rose again. He's alive forevermore. He sits at the right hand of God, but he lives in our hearts. And uh, he gave the great commission to his men and uh, the people there in Jerusalem. We've been to Jerusalem. I've been there twice. I've been there where he walked. I've been there where he was born. I've looked at the fields where they believe the shepherds were great, were watching over their flock by night. It's the neatest thing. You need to go to Israel. By the way, I went to his grave. I went to the place he was crucified. And, uh, you know, you look in that grave, you know what? He's not there. He rose from the grave. He's alive forevermore. He's coming back one day. And so it could be today. When we were in Bible college, the, the, the pastor would always say, uh, we're praying that Jesus would come back today, but I know some of you want to get married, so you're praying he'll come back after you get married. No, we want him today. That was, a funny, that was the thing we used to say, they used to say all the time. And then after they got married, Robert, they said, come back soon, Lord. This doesn't work. No, I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. God's good. I hope you have a good marriage. If you don't, make it good. Life, life is something you've got to make good. You, know, you can choose. Um, you choose. I mean, we can be overwhelmed with grief, but we choose how we handle the grief. You know? Um, you can look back on 2020, but we're here. We're alive. Amen? You've got the best pastor in the world. Amen? 
Okay, that was weak. I'm, I'm discouraged. Cut that off the tape, please. Uh, you know, what are we going to do? Man, we're just going to keep doing it. I'm looking forward to a great week of Thanksgiving fellowship with my family. Going to go out to lunch with some people this week. By the way, I'm going to eat so much this week. Robert, I'm walking to L.A. and back in my dreams. Not in person. But um, just enjoy yourselves this week. But you know what? The reason we can enjoy things the way we enjoy is because of the Bible. Because of the Word of God. This morning, I want you to take your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 50. We come to the end of the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. We come to the end of Joseph's life. Joseph that God used in such a wonderful way. But now, Joseph's father has died. And... um, His brethren had treated him poorly. So now that dad's gone. You know, you always worry about when mom or dad dies. Whoa, is the family going to be nice to me? Sometimes when mom dies, they call her the queen bee. I remember when I was, my mom passed away and we had a birthday party for me and my brother-in-law, John. Nobody came. Just me and John were there. Because you know what, with my mom, my mom wouldn't give you a, ch- a choice whether to come to a birthday party. She'd say, we're having a birthday party for Richard and John, I'll see you there, be there. Well, I've got something going on, cancel it. You're coming to the party. Everybody will be at the party, that's what moms could do. And I'll never forget, nobody was there, my brother Jim t- showed up, and he's, there's nobody there but him and Marge. He said, where is everybody? He said, I thought we were doing a surprise party or something. Everybody's parked around the side. He made fun of us the whole night. He'd say, hey, David. Hey, Vince. How are you? Hey, Vicky. They weren't there, you know. They weren't in the party. We were videotaping. He's acting like they're, you know, I'm still bitter. Pray for me. But you know what? That's what happens. You've got to remain close as family. You've got to, you've got to work at it. You see, relationships take work. You have to to work at getting together. Especially as you get older, you know. And uh, you just... uh, Brother Dwayne called me this week. Or I think it was last... Maybe it was early the week. So I'm talking to Dwayne. It's about five in the afternoon. And I'm laying in my lazy boy chair. And I I laid my phone right on my stomach here because I had it on speakerphone and Dwayne I hope he's listening Dwayne I fell asleep Dwayne's talking to me now Dwayne can tell some stories okay so Dwayne I go I woke all of a sudden my phone rings again it's Dwayne again he says did you fall asleep he said yeah he said I almost called 911 I thought you had a heart attack or something you know <laughs> you know even to carry on a conversation on the phone sometimes you know, after you've worked, you're tired. It just takes work. Relationships, family. I'm thankful for the opportunity for wonderful relationships. And so what's happening here in chapter 50, and uh, in verse number 16, the Bible says, And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father 
did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses of the servants of God, thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not ye, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And, and, and he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Let's pray. Father, thank you now for this time. Lord, we thank you how Joseph is a beautiful picture of Jesus Christ. God, how Joseph lived his life, how he took care of his family, how he was forgiving, how he was helpful. And Lord, I think during this time, this season, as we enter into Thanksgiving and then the Christmas, the end of this year, I pray, Lord, that the example of Joseph and our Savior Jesus will help us live in such a way that we can be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I have some charts here I'd like to show you. If you could have that, just one of those first charts, Brother AJ, or, I'm sorry, Lewis. And so this is Joseph's life, all right? So he's the favorite son of his mom and dad. He's got a, he, his parents buy him a beautiful coat of many colors, the Bible says. And so his brethren are jealous of him. He's the 11th, I think, of 12. And, uh, and so he's young, and his dad loves him. By the way, mom and dad, don't favor any kids. I was favored in my family, and it wasn't good. My, kid, my brothers and sisters hated me. No, I'm kidding. But he was hated by his brethren. And so what they did, they sold him into slavery. So Joseph, he's up here. Man, he's the favorite son. But wait a minute, he gets sold into slavery. So you can see his age here. When he's sold, he's sold at age 17. He's a teenager. And he gets sold into slavery. And he comes into Potiphar's house, and he's got such a spirit about him. He's such a good worker. Potter puts him over everything in his house. And Potiphar's wife, you know, accuses him of, of some things. She, she was attracted to him, and he wasn't attracted to her. And so she said and told lies about him. So he ends up in prison now. So here he was, 17, he was, he was sold into slavery, he works his way up, he's the head of Potiphar, who was a very important man, his household, but now Potiphar throws him in prison. And so he's imprisoned. Now he's down in the dumps, again. In prison, though, because of his spirit, they put him in charge of the prison. 
Can you imagine that? He was the assistant warden. It's Joseph. He's one of the prisoners. But you see, church, Joseph, no matter what hit him, he had a good attitude. He had a good spirit. You can never have a good attitude or a good spirit unless it's a thankful one. How can he be thankful? He's in prison. And then in the prison, he interprets some dreams of the baker and the butler. And man, because of that, the Pharaoh has a dream and the guy, and the guy says, hey, the, one of them, the, the, the baker and the butler, one of them says, hey, I, there was a guy in prison. He interpreted my dream. He tells them about Joseph. Joseph is delivered from the prison at the age of 30. He interprets Pharaoh's dream and Pharaoh puts him over the whole country. All the money. Because the dream was there's going to be seven years of plenty, then there's going to be a worldwide famine of seven years. So you've got to store up food so you can feed the world. If we could have the next chart there, please, Lewis. And so again, this is kind of the same thing. It's about his life when he was sold at the age of 17, 28 years old. He interprets the dream for Pharaoh's baker and butler. 30-year-old, he, he interprets at age 30. At 37 years old, the years of plenty end, and now he's, he's taking care. Now his family comes to Egypt to get food. And they don't know that, he's, that it's Joseph. They don't know they're coming to their brother. They don't remember the dream that he had, and that, that dream was that he would rule over them. And they didn't like that. But you know what? He was ruling over them, but he was feeding them. He was in charge of the food. And so we're, we're right here at, on this chart at 56 years old. When, when Joseph is 56 years old, his father dies. So now it's been since age 17, his dad dies. His brethren are looking back to when he was 17, when they sold him. They're thinking, man, Joseph's going to kill us. He's so powerful. Now that dad's gone. And so they're begging him. Can we have the next chart, please? And again, Joseph lived to be 110 years old. Again, just another view of his life. This is what... When you think about it, Joseph, you know, he was 17. At 30, he was put in charge the, for, the, for the, the, the seven plenteous years, the seven years of famine. He was a ruler in Egypt for 80 years. You talk about a faithful servant. He took care of, for 80 years, he served there. He wasn't in the promised land. He's in Egypt. And so he serves faithfully even after his father dies. So what we're looking at here is Jacob is 50 or Joseph is 56 years old. So he's got a long ways to go of life. He's got a whole lot more life here. And he says to them, fear not. For am I in the place of God? In other words, you, you brethren, you wanted to do, and, and, and uh, what you did was evil, but God meant it for good. 
God worked it out for good. What happened to me was not good, but God worked it out for good. What happened to Joseph when he's sold into slavery was not good, but God had a plan, is what Joseph is saying. When, God, when Joseph then, you know, here's Joseph, he's thinking now, he's, he's in, at Potiphar's house, it's a nice house, he's got a good job, and he's lied about, he's thrown into prison, through it all, through the ups and downs of life. He just looked to God, okay God, how are you going to work this one out? What is good? Because the Bible says all things work together for good for those that love God, those that are called according to His purpose. How, how you know, how are you going to work this out for good in my life? And so this is where we're at. This is, this is the brethren that we're dealing with. This is the brothers and, the brothers and sisters in, in Christ. And they're, listen, Jake, uh, Joseph didn't come from a, a good family. He came from a family that sold him as a slave and then lied, took his coat of many colors, ripped it up, killed an animal and put blood on it, went home and told his, Jacob that he was dead. Oh, you're, Joseph came out and, you know, that wild animal killed him. So all the years, Jacob thinks his son's dead. And still, even though they were that deceitful, Joseph forgives them. In verse 20 it says, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day. Joseph is saying, you know, we had the seven years of, of uh, plenty. Now we're, in se- you know, now we're having the the years of starvation, famine. But God, this was God's plan the whole time to put me in this position so that I could provide not only for the world, but for you. And that's what he says here. He says, your dad's gone. But fear not, verse 21, I will nourish you and your little ones. I'm going to take care of your family. You're never going to starve. You're my family. You're my brothers. You're my sister-in-laws. You're my nephews and nieces. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. So as I think about this story, I think about all of us have a life. And where, where are you at in your life? Have... You know, if you're like me, I'm going to be 65 next February. So you've had, I've had ups and downs in life. You see, that's life. It could be good today. I would tell my wife often, I say, honey, I know we got this problem, but we're going to get through this problem. We're going to, we're going to overcome this problem. We can, we can overcome this problem. I said, no, we should, we got to enjoy today. Be not not let, let this problem ruin today because this problem's going to go away. We can overcome this. And that's why I led my family through the 40 years that I was with my wife. And when she got the cancer, I knew we had something bigger than us. And so she fought for five years and passed away. But 
before that, we, anything that came in our lives, so we can beat this. Now we've talked about can we said so we can beat the cancer, and we 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 work together to do that. And by the way, she's in heaven today. She's not dealing with all the problems. She's not dealing with all the difficulties that we are. She's in heaven forever. And we're all going to join her one day. That's, a, that's the promise. But until then, we, we work together. We serve together. We help each other. We pray for each other. We look to God. When one of us gets sick, we pray. You know, you prayed for me. I was in Dubai in February, got the coronavirus. Was there 52 days. I couldn't come home. I couldn't come back to my family. I couldn't come back to my church. I was so sick. And nobody in that hospital hardly spoke English. So it was, you know what was good about that, Robert? I couldn't offend him. <laughs> I always offend people. I kid them, you know. I'm like, why did I say that? I was kidding Jen the other night about her earrings. Is Jen in here? Yeah, see, she's mad. She's skipping church because she's mad at me about her earrings. I said, well, I woke up in the middle of the night. Why was I teasing her about her earrings? And, uh, you know, then Pamela's boyfriend, he's got the most beautiful hair in the world. It's just beautiful. And I kidded him about his hair. I said, man, I love your hair. I wish I had it. It was this black and a slick back. How would I look in black, slick back hair? Just beautiful. So I kidded him, and I thought, oh, why did I do that? Stay with him, please, Pamela, stay with him. And so, and so it is, life. We're living our lives, and things go well, and things don't go so well. But what are we going to dwell on? How are we going to see it? I think sets us, Joseph here sets us a pattern. He says, listen, it was bad, but God meant it all for good. And God's going to work it out. In Isaiah chapter 46, in verse number 9, the Bible says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God. And, the, and not, there's none else. I am God, he says. And there's none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, from the ancient times. The times that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling for ravenous bird from the east, and the man executeth my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. He has a plan. He's providential. God's in control. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11. Again, thinking of the providence of God, in whom also we've obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things together after the counsel of his own will. So God has a will, and God has a will for me and my life. God, my days are numbered by God. And your days are numbered by God. And so we're here. So let's just enjoy the number. Let's enjoy the day. God has put us, placed us here. Psalm 135 and verse 6. 
I love the Psalms. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all deep places. It all belongs to God. God. And so Joseph, Joseph was a man that trusted God. In our text, he's thankful for his past. He's thankful for his brothers are worried. They sold him as a slave. He, they did evil things unto him. They lied about his death. But it was never, listen, it was never in Joseph's heart to hold their past over them. He had forgiven them all through the life of ups after it happened. Joseph had a forgiving heart. And let me say, church, the way to blessing is a forgiving heart. Now, he's talk, we're talking about family here. You know, sometimes family can hurt you. Now, wait a minute. He wasn't with his family all those years, but he forgave them. They didn't know he was alive. The reason Joseph became the leader of the prison when he was lied about and cast into prison is because his spirit was so good inside of him. The keeper of the prison said, man, there's something different about this guy. He's got God all over him. And he makes him the leader of the prison. And so Joseph's heart, God uses his heart and he blesses him. You have to understand when we go through life, there are going to be times we get hurt. Luke chapter 17 and verse 1. This is the Bible. This is what the Bible says. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible that offenses will come, but that offenses will come. You're living in this world. Jesus said to his disciples, It's impossible. Offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. You see, I don't have to worry about whom the, the offense comes through. I only have to worry about how I react to the, the offense. Because God will take care of the offender. God takes care of that. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So what I, ought to, what I have to say is, oh boy, I feel sorry for them. Because God's going to deal with them. I'm not going to deal with them. I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to the, the, shake the dust off my feet and just live and help people. We're planted on this earth to help people, help my family, and so are you. We're just here to help each other, encourage one another, and be a blessing to each other. And this is the perfect time for this message because you're coming into the season where you're going to see family. You're coming into the season where you're going to remember family. You're going to remember the, time, the times you know, from the past past Thanksgivings and past Christmas. Have the heart of Joseph. He had a thankful heart. He didn't hold it over the heads of his brethren, whatever it was. He just lived. He lived his life. The Bible teaches us to be forgiving. This is a mandate from God. Matthew chapter 18 in verse 21, then came Peter unto him and said, Lord, how oft shall thy brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? 
So he says, Lord, do I have to forgive him seven times? And Jesus say, uh, saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Whoa, I have to forgive him that much? Yeah. That's what God, that's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus said. Forgive him. Again, back in, in Luke chapter 17 and verse 1. The scripture says, then saith he, uh, it is, it's impossible, fences will come. Verse number uh, 2, it says, It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he's cast into the sea, than he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed unto yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repents, what's it say there? Forgive him. If he says, man, I'm sorry, forgive me. You forgive him. I'm talking, we're talking about family. We're talking about brethren. We're talking about people close. The only people that really can hurt us are people that we're close to. You're driving down the street and you cut somebody off. You know. Don't look in the mirror. But what are you going to do? If you offend your brethren or you're somebody, oh boy, I got to see them every week. You don't want to offend them. And you don't want to be a, be a you, you can only get offended by people that really, really hurt you. And so we have to learn to just forgive. Forgive. I was reminded about a policeman that I knew in uh, Seattle, and his wife came and got saved. Her name was Teresa. And Teresa was just a beautiful, she was a stewardess for one of the airlines. And she came and got saved, and her and Ben were getting and divorced, and I, so we had lunch together. I said, let's have lunch. So we had lunch with Ben, Teresa, and their kids. And I'll never forget it. Ben told me, he said, Pastor, can you pray for me? I said, what's up, Ben? He says, when I arrest criminals, I just want to beat them up. I said, Ben, that's not good. Of, drug, of somebody who's selling drugs, I'm so mad that they're selling drugs to people. I just want to beat them up with my billy club. I said, Ben, that's not a good thing. We shouldn't beat them up. Hit them once. No, I didn't say that. Don't beat them. No, you can't do that. He just hates people ruining other people's lives. Ben got saved, became a Christian. And I moved on to another church, and I'll never forget, I went to lunch with them. And Ben's sitting there, he says, Pastor, would you pray for me? I said, what's up, Ben? He says, you know, when I arrest people now, I don't want to take them to jail. When I arrest the drug dealer or I arrest the person, I don't want to take them. I just, that's not going to help them. I want to take them to a, a shelter where they can find Jesus. I don't want to take them in, and I know I... It's my job to take them in and arrest them. But I want to take them someplace where they can find the Lord because he can really change their life. And I'm sitting there looking at him thinking, Jesus changed him. Before Ben hated him, now he loves them. Ben wanted to hit him, now he wants to help him. You get the picture? You see, that's what God does. That's what the heart of, that's ruled by Jesus Christ. We still have to do what's right, but that's how we feel. God changed Ben. They didn't get divorced. They're still living and happily married. God did that. God puts things back together. 
How wonderful. Ephesians 4 and verse 32. We're talking about a heart of Joseph. Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You know, God hath forgiven me. God forgives me. He forgave me of my sin. He's given me a home in heaven. When I die, I'll be instantly with Jesus. I can honestly say that when I was in Dubai and I, I thought I was going to die, I was in the hospital 22 days, I thought I was going to die. But I wasn't afraid. I said, okay, Lord. Man, I've had a good life. Very few people have had the life that I've had. And I'm, it's okay with me. Whatever you want, Lord Jesus, I'm ready. But that didn't, it didn't work out that way. I'm alive. You know why I'm alive? To tell you what I'm telling you today. And prepare people for when they face death. Because you don't have to face anything alone. You don't have to face any, all your problems alone. Jesus is with you. God's with you. He'll help you. And by the way, Jesus loves you as much as he loves me. He doesn't play favorites. One of the things about Joseph, you know, Jacob made a mistake. He, played him, he made him his favorite. He favored him. And that made his brethren jealous of him. And so we don't want to do that. We don't want to create those problems. They may happen, but we don't want to do everything to create it ourselves. But Joseph, Joseph says, listen, you meant it for bad against me, but God meant it for good to bring to pass this day, this day, to save much people alive. You're going to live, and all these people, hundreds and thousands and thousands of people are going to live because God took the evil that you did to me and turned it into good. Joseph had a good heart. Romans chapter 12 and verse 17. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as liveth that liveth within you, live peaceably with all men. All men. Try to live peaceably. Wouldn't that be wonderful if the people in this world, Robert, would do that? Robert was sharing with me the, what's, what's going on in the, the home, within the homeless in L.A. He said anger. They're angry. They're just angry with each other. They're angry at the government. They're just angry. Oh, man, there's nothing worse than you know, just have being angry. When you're angry, church, it just works at your insides. You get stressed out. You get depressed. It eats at you. Anger. No. Live peaceably. If it's possible. Now, sometimes it's not possible, but if it's possible, as much with Goliath in you, if it's in you. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, you heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And Joseph was thankful for his past. And then 
Joseph was thankful for God's providence. He was thankful for God's providence. He doesn't pretend that what his brothers did was not evil. It was. He knew the intent of their heart. They betrayed him. They sold him. They lied. They sinned against Joseph. But God even used their sin to accomplish his eternal plan. And that's what Joseph focused on. That's what he felt. In one verse, Joseph looks back on 30 years of trial and triumph. And he acknowledges God's hand. Listen, just be thankful for 2020. It hasn't been the best year for a lot of people. But be thankful for those things you can be thankful for. And just say, Lord, I don't know how this is going to work out for for my good or the good of my family, but I'm trusting you, God. I don't see it, God, but I'm, I'm looking to you. And just follow God. You see, he looked to God's providence. He believed. You thought evil, but God meant it for good. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Again, Romans 8, 28 is clear. We know that all things work together for good for those that love God, those that are called according to His purpose. James 1.3, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. I mean, God just works patience in us. 1 Peter 1, verses 7 and 8. I mean, this is the Word of God. The trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love. I've never seen Jesus, but I love him. I've never seen him with my own eyes. I see him in you. I saw him in my mom. I saw him in my dad, but I've never seen him. I've saw him in my, some of the pastors I had through the years. I saw him in some of my teach, Sunday school teachers. I've seen him in people, but I've never seen Jesus in person. Whom having not seen, ye love. I love him. In whom, though now ye see him not yet, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm telling you, I have joy unspeakable, and you do too. Sometimes you look at people and say, how in the world can they be happy? How in the world, with what they've been through, be, even be here, be at church? I've, getting, I've got to witness that, Brother Robert, through the years, pastoring now for 40 years. People who go through trials, they, how in the world can they be happy? But they're okay. They make it. God helps them. And they still love God, and they still love people, and they still love each other. And they, and they march on like God's army. I mean, they have a heart for God. Oh, he was thankful for his past. He was thankful for God's providence. And then he was thankful for God's promise. His promise. God worked it out for good. God worked it out for good. In Genesis chapter 46... 
Genesis 46, verses 2 through 4. The Bible says, And God spake unto Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob, and he said, Here am I. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down to Egypt, for I, will, I, for I there will make of thee a great nation. You see, there was Abraham, there was Isaac, then there was Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So we go, Israel goes all the way back to Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. God changed um, his name to Israel. Right here it says, God speak unto Israel in the vision that night. And I will make of thee a great nation. You see, they were in bondage there in Egypt. But God was making a great nation. And Moses led them out. And they were free. You see, God was in, was, was in charge. And God today blesses Israel. That's why America's good to Israel. Why? Because that's God's people. God is still taking care of Israel today. Jacob, I'm going to make of you a great nation. Go on down. Go to Egypt. And they were there for 400 years in that land. And then you know the story how God made a way. And God, they became slaves. Joseph dies, a new Pharaoh comes, and they're saying, wow, these, these Jewish people, there's so many of them. They're going to overthrow us. We better make them slaves. Let's let them work for us. But God delivered them out of the land. Moses parted the Red Sea. Well, God parted it through Moses, and they walked across, and they were delivered from bondage. God is so great. He's so wonderful. So today, as we live in 2020, 2021, thank God for his blessings. Thank God for our past. It always hasn't been good, but God will work it for good. He's providential, and he's promised to take care of you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that's what he said to his disciples in, in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Oh, I'm telling you right now, Jesus is preparing a place for me. March 12, 1972, I was born into the family of God as a 15-year-old teenager, sitting on the second row church with my best friend I got saved that day didn't care about what my friend thought about me I got saved I wanted Jesus and Jesus changed my life and he'll change your life those of you listening at home he'll change your life he'll give you first of all eternal life and then he'll give you his presence his spirit will live within you it wasn't Joseph. Joseph had the Spirit of God. And as believers, we have His Spirit. Let's look to Him. It says, For if I go to prepare a place for you, 
I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Oh, open your heart to Jesus today. Receive him. Receive his love. Receive all that he has for you today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for each one that's here, each one that's listening from home. God, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you care about us. I thank you that you forgive us. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Holy Spirit, work in this time. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning and you're not sure of your eternal home in heaven, I'm here to tell you that God loves you and he wants you to have eternal life. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect. I am not perfect. Nobody in leadership in this church is perfect. We're all sinners. God loves the sinner. It's what he says. But God commendeth his love towards us. In that why were we yet sinners? Christ died for us. He died for our sins. And the scripture says, for, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And God wants you to have eternal life. He's already purchased it through Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Will you call upon him this morning? Will you ask Jesus to come into your heart? If you'd like to, I want to lead you in a short, simple prayer. You mean this with all of your heart and with all of your soul. And ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I'd be lost without you. I'm asking you now to come into my heart and save me. The best I know how, I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And the blood that you shed upon the cross for my sins. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I wonder this morning if you'd say, Pastor Sadowski, I prayed that prayer, meant it with all of my heart. I'm thankful that today I learned that God loved me. And the best I knew how, I just prayed and asked Christ to be my Savior. I wonder if there's one, say, Pastor, I prayed that. And I'm not ashamed of it. With heads bowed and eyes closed, would you lift your hand and say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer after you, but I meant it with all of my heart. Thank you. Somebody else, thank you. Thank you so much. I wonder if there's somebody else. Pastor, I prayed that prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor, I prayed that prayer. Maybe you're listening from home. Contact us through the contact information there. We want to pray for you. Father in heaven, thank you for your love for us. Thank you for the strength you give to us now. God, guide us through this day. In this invitation, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Would you stand with me, please? We're going to sing what we call a song of invitation. Maybe God's leading you to come and join this church, to serve God through this church, maybe to be baptized. Our men are here. We'll have a counselor take you and show you how to be, take steps to be, become a member of the church or be baptized. Maybe you... Pray and ask Jesus to save you and you want to learn more. You come. 
we have counselors available. We'd love to take you to a private counseling room and talk to you about the Lord. As we sing together, you come as the Spirit speaks to your heart. Let's sing it together.